ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Here is your host, Mike Dendero. Are you ready? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast, episode 311. I'm your host, Mike Dendero, and today we have a super stacked show. I'm talking all about AEW Wrestle Dream. And of course, I am talking about the AEW debut of the Rated R Superstar, Adam Copeland. Before we get to the show today, though, make sure you follow on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod, follow on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod, and follow on X at W underscore DeLorean Pod. Let's get into the show right now. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for allowing me into your Monday routine like you do every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. It has been a... A, a long few weeks, you know, we, we had run into some issues. We had to change our podcast hosting. So there, there was a bit of a delay on new episodes coming out, but I made sure I got all my ducks in one basket. I made sure that I have all my eggs lined up and I am here for a super stacked episode because I'm talking all about last night's AEW Wrestle Dream. This was a stacked card, but before we get into the show, I want to thank all my fans from all over the world, all my Wrestling DeLorean passengers, for always riding with the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. Without you, there is no me, so thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. I appreciate you all. I love you all. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, before we get into the action, I want to give a big shout out to my sponsors at Manscaped.com. Make sure you go to manscaped.com and get 20% off on all your male grooming needs when you put in the promo code DeLorean, capital D-E-L-O-R-E-A-N. That is 20% off by putting in the promo code DeLorean. And that's site-wide. It don't matter what you get. Just put in that promo code and you will be getting 20% off. If you want 10% off on the best energy drinks, you got to go to WENERGY.com and put in the promo code DeLorean1 And get 10% off on the best energy drinks in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about Wrestle Dream. I'm not going to go down the show order and run down. First of all, Wrestle Dream was a super stacked show. Wrestle Dream was a phenomenal show. And Wrestle Dream delivered on every aspect. But, of course, leaving the show, everybody's talking about the rated R superstar Adam Copeland making his AEW debut. There was many rumors that Adam Copeland would be making his debut on this show, but I was one of those believers where I had to see it to believe it, and boy, did I see it. And I still cannot believe that Adam Copeland is on AEW. This is phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal for AEW. This is quite possibly, and I would love to hear what you guys think about this, but this is quite possibly the biggest star that AEW has acquired in its four-year history. You have legends like Sting, you have legends like Chris Jericho, you have legends like Christian, but even with the debuts of guys like Brian Danielson, guys like CM Punk, guys like Samoa Joe, guys like Adam Cole, None of those guys are former 10-time WWE champions. None of those guys are multi-time WrestleMania main eventers. None of those guys have the mainstream track record of Adam Copeland, formerly known as Edge. If you look at the track record 
of Edge's career, even with the 10-year absence due to injury, he has had an absolute amazing legendary career. The man is in the Hall of Famer. The man has done everything there needs to be done in the WWE. Everything that he could achieve in the WWE, he has achieved. Like I said, a multi-time WrestleMania main eventer. Now, if you ask me, for AEW to lose CM Punk, that was losing a big star. It didn't work out the way some would have hoped it worked out, but CM Punk had to go. At the end of the day, CM Punk had to go. He was a cancer to that backstage atmosphere. And for them to pick up Edge... Not only, in my opinion, are you picking up a bigger star than CM Punk, but you're picking up a guy who is not only well-respected, but is less polarizing and is going to be more of a positive influence on that backstage locker room. If you listen to the media scrum last night, Adam Copeland not only sounds motivated, but he sounds excited. And that's something that is so cool to see after... 31 years in the business. Adam Copeland, at 49 years old, is excited still. Here's a man who I was talking about just last year having phenomenal matches still. I mean, hell, even this year, but I remember having a full episode on Edge and Damian Priest's main event from Raw in Toronto from 2022 and saying that Edge has never been as good as he is right now. A couple months later, he's in a phenomenal feud with the likes of Finn Balor. He's putting on classics to main event Raw. His uh, WrestleMania Hell in a Cell match with Finn Balor was amazing. Edge is performing at a top level. And for him to now work with guys that he's never worked with before, I think that this is going to definitely be a positive for AEW. Edge is one of the biggest stars in WWE history. But he's not a guy who is going to go through the motions. Edge is a guy who performs at the highest degree, every time he's in the ring. And it was already announced that Edge will be performing and stepping in that ring in his AEW debut match next Tuesday for Title Tuesday, AEW Dynamite, where he will be going one-on-one against Luchasaurus. Once again, this is the biggest accusation in AEW history. This reminds me of when TNA got Kurt Angle to sign to the company. This reminds me of when WCW got Hogan to sign to their company. Edge is a Hall of Famer who is still capable of putting on a five-star match. And not only that, but from what he showed with the Judgment Day on his way out of the WWE... He's still more than capable of making superstars out of the young talent that he steps in the ring with. I remember all last year I was saying that it was 
going to be very beneficial for guys like Damian Priest to be rubbing shoulders with the likes of Edge. A year later, Damian Priest is Mr. Money in the Bank, and Damian Priest is a bona fide main eventer. I said that someone like Rhea Ripley rubbing shoulders with Edge is going to take Rhea Ripley to the next level. Because of that Judgment Day storyline, Rhea Ripley is now one of the biggest names in the WWE. And even on his way out, look what Edge was doing with Grayson Waller. Look what Edge was doing with Austin Theory. Just imagine the dream matches that Adam Copeland could have here in AEW. First of all, him versus Christian Cage, done right, it writes itself. Amazing storyline right there. But I can't wait to see Edge step in the ring with the likes of a Darby Allen, with the likes of a Daniel Garcia, a Sammy Guevara, with the likes of a Kenny Omega, with the likes of a Eddie Kingston, John Moxley. These are all matches that have never happened before, and I am so excited to see them happen now. I think that if this is the last hurrah for Edge, if this is the last couple years of his career, I think that it's only right that he has fun. I think it's only right that he has new challenges and goals in a new company. He has accomplished everything that he could accomplish in the WWE. Now it's time for Adam Copeland to do things his way and have some fun. Ladies and gentlemen, when we come back from this commercial break, we're going to be talking more about AEW Wrestle Dream, which included, in my opinion, one of the greatest technical wrestling classics of all time. When the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, stepped into the ring with the technical wizard, Zack Sabre Jr. We'll talk about that and more when we come back on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I thoroughly enjoyed the action of Wrestle Dream. I had so much fun watching some of the best wrestling to go today. I mean, think about some of the matches we've seen. Swerve Strickland versus Hangman Page was phenomenal. And I am so happy that Swerve Strickland won the matchup because it is time that we treat Swerve like a superstar because that's exactly what he is. I loved the six-man matchup between the Don Callis family, Konosuke Takeshita, Sammy Guevara, and Will Ospreay, going against the dream team of Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, and Kota Ibushi. I loved the tag team matchup between FTR and Ozzy Open. But I feel the match that stole the show 100% was Brian Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr., Two of the best technical wrestlers going today. Two of the best technical wrestlers of all time. This was a dream matchup. Yes, these two faced off against each other in 2008. But Brian Danielson was not who he was in 2008. He's not who he is now. Zack Sabre Jr. definitely is not who he is now when he wrestled Brian Danielson in 2008. This was Brian Danielson at his peak versus Zack Sabre Jr. at his peak. And this was a technical classic This was chain wrestling, catch-as-catch-can, 
and Matt wrestling at his absolute finest. And I think it is safe to say that this may be the best technical matchup of the year. And I just love how AEW continues to provide a buffet of variety in professional wrestling. Because on this show alone, this technical masterpiece was well different than the main events where things got a little hectic and crazy between Darby Allin and Christian Cage. This was different between the matchup of the hard-hitting matchup, I should say, of Swerve Strickland and Hangman Page. This was different than the fast-paced, no-stop, only-go, 100-mile-per-hour matchup of the Don Callis family versus Coach Ibushi, Kenny Omega, and Chris Jericho. So I love that AEW continues to provide an alternative. I love that AEW continues to provide variety. And I love that AEW is not scared to give a 25-minute Matt Classic in the middle of a high-action, high-octane pay-per-view. Brian Danielson wins this matchup, but he does not win the matchup with a submission. He wins the matchup with a strike, which leads Zack Sabre Jr. to ask for a rematch. He said, though, that this time the rematch would be taking place on his turf, whether it is England or his home away from home, Japan. I would love if the rematch happens January 4th, Wrestle Kingdom, in the Tokyo Dome. Brian Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. Tokyo Dome, Wrestle Kingdom. Please book that. That sounds like a money, money matchup for the Wrestle Kingdom, New Japan yearly tradition, annual tradition. This show is top to bottom amazing. I loved this show. And I honestly could say that AEW has been firing on all cylinders. AEW has been hot. AEW has been definitely proving why they are, right now, in my opinion, the hottest wrestling promotion. Think about the last four pay-per-views. Even with all the drama and the, I guess, problems with CM Punk that led to a lot of negativity in AEW, cutting out that cancer and then putting on some amazing shows... I think AEW is back in the good graces of the fans. But you had a phenomenal show in Forbidden Door 2023, which led to an absolutely historic all-in in Wembley Stadium. And then a week later, a phenomenal show in Chicago for All Out. And then just three weeks later, you have Wrestle Dream which was yet another phenomenal show. I am not mad at AEW having more pay-per-views on their calendar. I'm not mad at them having monthly pay-per-views on their calendar. As long as the pay-per-views provide the type of action we have been seeing from AEW the past couple outings on pay-per-view. Because before this, before this string of amazing shows, AEW pay-per-views were a bit hit and miss the last couple. AEW pay-per-views had their high points and then they had their low points. But I gotta say, the last four AEW pay-per-views have been absolutely phenomenal and maybe the best stretch of AEW pay-per-views in company history. So as long as AEW continues to put up 
the type of shows that they're putting up right now, I'm all for them having more pay-per-views. But you got to stay consistent. And I think that that's what AEW is doing right now. They're getting into a realm where they're consistently putting on phenomenal shows. And that is best for business. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for always riding with the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. Like I said, I know it was a couple weeks before I put up a show. And there is an explanation for it. Um, one that I might indulge in maybe in a couple weeks. But I, I am very, very pleased to be back. I will be back here on Wednesday with a new episode of the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. Where I will be giving the fans what I promised them a couple weeks ago. And that is a review show of ECW Heatwave 2000. And we're going to be talking all about that and a lot more. Including what goes down on tonight's Monday Night Raw. Including what goes down on NXT tomorrow. Which, by the way, NXT had a phenomenal show in in NXT No Mercy this past weekend. And you know we're talking all about what goes down on AEW Dynamite this upcoming Wednesday. So... Make sure you got it locked and loaded here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. And make sure you follow on all the social medias. Make sure you follow on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Follow on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Follow on X at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. I love you all. Stay safe. Stay strong. Stay positive. One love. Peace out, y'all.